Welcome, everybody, to this episode of the Women in Technology Spotlight. Today, I have with me Khadija Amusat. She is a software developer, a blockchain developer, an active contributor to open source projects, and very active on GitHub. I'm so happy to have her with us. Welcome, Khadija. Hi, thank you. Hello. Thank you so much for giving us our time and talking a little bit about your journey into tech. Do tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, I'm from um, Ocean States in Nigeria, but I'm based in Dubai. Uh, I'm a software and blockchain developer, as you already said, and I'm also an entrepreneur. I do uh, mini importation on the side, and uh, and I'm also a part-time model, fashion model. Yeah, uh, I enjoy playing tennis, um, going to the gym, swimming, and traveling in my spare time. And I also enjoy writing technical articles for my blog and contributing to open source projects. I love doing all of that. Yeah. yeah. So, of course, I, I looked at your LinkedIn profile and I see you're a very, very active young woman. And um, I also saw that recently you uh, kind of, you added your 700th contribution to GitHub. Is that right? Yes. So you're actually doing a lot there. And what I would like to know is, so you're a software developer, you're an open, uh, a blockchain developer, you work on open source projects. What exactly do you do? So tell okay. us a little bit about your daily life. Yeah, um, I write React.js, which is a JavaScript library for building user interface and, and Solidity, which is an object-oriented high-level language for implementing smart contracts. Um, smart contracts are programs um, stored on the blockchain that runs when uh, predetermined um, conditions are met. Um, uh, I love working in tech because um, building products that makes the world a better place um, excites me. And I also enjoy working with people from different races, culture, time zone, and from the comfort of my own. I don't have to leave my house and, and I'm getting things done. And lastly, tech is a very lucrative job. I mean, everybody gets a fat paycheck at the end of the month based on their role and their skills. So yeah, that's why I enjoy working in tech and yeah, what I do basically. So you touched on a couple of things that I always mention when I talk to other women about why I think they should be working on tech. So what is the, you get to work in a very multicultural environment, you get to work from home remotely, right? So you're flexible. And then there's the money. Yeah. Um, a lot of women work in jobs where they're not paid that well. And I think going into tech will give you the opportunity to do all these uh, different things and then still get, you know, like a good amount of money at the end of the yeah, month. Sure. <laughs> and what I like about your story is that, um, uh, you know, we have these pictures in our head of people working in tech. And usually it's a man and it's a young white man. He sits with a hoodie in front of his computer. But you're not like that. You're actually the complete opposite. You're this yeah. young woman. You mentioned that you also, you do your modeling, you know, you're, so you're the absolute antithesis <laughs> of everything that people expect uh, of someone in tech. And what is interesting is how did you get there? What made you go into tech? Okay, so um, growing up, uh, I always wanted to be a neurosurgeon, right? And yeah, but in school, I went to University of Illinois. I studied anatomy, and then I switched to public health education. Um, and then after school, I completed my NYSC at Ministry of Health in Lagos. Mm -hmm. And then that was what inspired me to um, work at organizations like WHO and UNICEF. So 
one day I decided to go to their website to check um, for their job requirement to see if I need to upskill or if I'm fit. And then I saw that they said, you need a basic programming knowledge, which is HTML, CSS, and JavaScript. I mean, at that time, I didn't know it, what was that because I, I, it, was, it was my first time. So I went to Google, I started researching, and I saw that, oh, okay. I mean, this is, it, it wasn't easy because it didn't even look easy because I'm like, what is this? This is not like the Microsoft Office I know, right? And I just said, okay, let me go for it, just because I want to work at WHO and UNICEF. And then I started um, reading up on it. At that time, I didn't have a laptop. I was using my phone to watch videos online. And I couldn't even afford the courses because they were very expensive. I, I didn't have a job then. That was during COVID. We were all at home. Mm -hmm. So I started um, watching videos with my phone. And I opted in for a program that they eventually gave me a laptop. So that was when I started coding. and. Yeah. No, that is really impressive. And you know what it illustrates is that if you're interested in achieving something and you have the interest and the passion, you will get there. And yeah. that's what you what you showed. And it's interesting to see that you had no uh, contact to technology or this kind of oh. technology, like oh. only two and a half years ago. And now you are in Dubai and you're working as a developer. So this yeah. is obvious. It's quite obvious that you acquired a lot of knowledge in a very short amount of time. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about how you came from Lagos to Dubai and, and what happened in the meantime in those two and a half years. Um, okay, I just moved to Dubai um, two months ago. I've mm -hmm. been in Lagos, Nigeria all my life. So I uh, recently came to Dubai in May for a competition uh, in NFT gaming. And I liked the place when I came here. And I'm like, okay, let me <laughs> let me give this a try. Because I mean, Dubai is like the crypto of, of the world. Tech is booming mm -hmm. here. And I'm like, okay, this is going to be a, a great... And I realized Dubai is going to be a great um, stepping stone for my career. So why not? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you just said something really interesting. You went to Dubai for an NFT competition? Yeah, yes, NFT gaming okay. competition, yes. Okay, so great. tell us a little bit more about that because, you know, NFT is a very, very male-dominated topic. So it's yeah. a lot of pro-type men who are into NFT. Yes. What do you find interesting about that? Um, well, so I went to the gaming side of the NFT, not the real NFTs that people, you know, upload digital assets on the blockchain. But mm -hmm. yeah, NFT for me is just, it's just there. I'm not really into the into that part. I'm into the blockchain aspect and the crypto. Though I own some NFTs I buy and they gift me some NFTs. I mean, it's good mm -hmm. to have those around. But yeah, I mean, people have made a lot of money from it. It has changed so many people's lives. And yeah, it's a, it's a very good thing that, yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, blockchain, you mentioned that a couple of times, and I think it's a very one of the very important forward-looking um, technologies. Uh, tell me, what applications do you personally see in blockchain that makes it interesting for you? Applications? Yeah, what kind of, you know real-life applications because the blockchain is a blockchain obviously you store information yeah. but where do you think um, it could be applied in the real world for what use oh, I mean, cases let's put so it back. blockchain can be applied in so many ways the use cases are very wide um, yeah. and we are still we are still trying to bring a lot of things we have um, there's something called lens protocol it's like the social media voice it's like the twitter 
it's like Twitter, but it's on the blockchain. It's a social media mm -hmm. platform on the blockchain. We have so many products. Um, I did a competition in May, uh, TechPoint mm -hmm. um, submits in Lagos. So I built a decentralized library where you can buy, borrow, and read books on the blockchain. So mm -hmm. it's like, um, I don't know, I've forgotten the name, something playbooks or something where mm -hmm. you borrow books and you read books online. But this one is on the blockchain. Um, there are so many aspects. We have the DAOs, they are there. Then we have FinTech. That's like mm -hmm. the one that is booming now. And it's 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 very wide. Like we mm -hmm. can't we can't finish them. Yeah. So yeah, that's true. And I also see, you know, apart from from you know this the ones you mentioned, I I know a couple that's from South Africa who is working uh, with blockchain technology and they're using it, you know, to uh, verify the source of goods that are being you know sold. Yes. So you can use it for this kind of applications as well, and yeah. it's a very very interesting field. Mm -hmm. um, what I'd be interested in now in Dubai, you moved from Nigeria to Dubai. Tell me a little bit about your family background. So is there anyone in your family who was in technology or is it really, you know, you came through this through the WHO website and everyone yeah. else and your family is yeah. doing something else? Yeah, my dad was a civil servant and my mom mm -hmm. is a nurse. And mm -hmm. yeah, so it wasn't, nobody, <laughs> none of my family were into tech. Yeah. And in fact, my mom didn't like the idea of me yes at first she wanted me to be a civil servant servant rather she mm -hmm. wanted me to work at um the who right she was actually rooting for that and then she realized i was already moved i was already diverting from the main purpose and then she's always like oh you're always on your laptop every day in mm -hmm. your room is this what you're doing how is this going to bring money so <laughs> it was it was it wasn't easy i just had to be very stubborn because i knew the end goal of what i was doing i just needed to make her understand at the end mm -hmm. and then when she saw that it was making money for me she she didn't have a choice she just, <laughs> and now she's telling everyone that oh my daughter is a coder that's what she's saying <laughs> oh that's uh, that's so interesting yeah nigerian parents they're like that yeah. right so I mean, <laughs> they will expect you to do you either you become a doctor or you become a lawyer yeah. or you you know civil service is also something that sounds like it's very stable even though as a fact it's not it, it's not always you know but yeah good for you that you followed your path and I think that's also something that's very important you know that you have this if you want to go into tech especially as a woman you have to have this dedication and this knowledge that this is what you want to do right yes so now you're in in Dubai for like two and a half months uh, three months Yes. Tell me a little bit about, um, I mean, obviously, uh, it's not all, uh, you know, bunnies mm -hmm. and roses. Are there yes. any obstacles you encounter? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> okay, so this is my first time um, leaving my home um, to another country. And this is the first time I'm actually living alone. I've been living with my parents, even back in Lagos. And yeah, it's quite lonely. And I mean, it's one of the one of the, I would just say, perks of growing up because you need to actually leave your comfort zone. If you don't leave your comfort zone, you won't be better. So I just took this, I mean, it's, it's like one of the bravest decisions I've ever made because it was very swift. I just said, oh, I think I'm going to Dubai, right? Because I was supposed mm -hmm. to go, um, go for my master's in the UK. But then I realized the money I was going to spend was too much. So I just switched my mind mm -hmm. at the last stage and I just told my mom and then she said, okay, that, that's good. So yeah, I mean, I've met a couple of tech people in Dubai and mm -hmm. it's 
Yeah, it's I, I see myself. I mean, it's looking promising because there are lots of events happening um, at the end of the year. And yes, and since I've gotten here and I've changed my LinkedIn to Dubai, I've been getting a lot of uh, DMs and people have been reaching out to me. And yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. it's just, yeah, so I like it. And um, I can't wait for what is coming. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm glad you're enjoying your adventure and it is and you touched on something that's also quite important and I think it's especially important for young people to understand that um, you have to leave your comfort zone to achieve great things right I mean it's not when you stay with your parents at home that's comfortable but if you want to you know grow and achieve something you have to go out into the world and it can be a bit hard so the people you're working with mostly and I, I'm just it's just an interest I have how many women are there around you in this field or is it mostly men um so um in my former place of work I was the only female on the dev team and yeah and it has always been like that we mm -hmm. might just have one or two female in the dev team and yeah so it's something that we've all been speaking about you know people especially women they're just scared and we still tell them that oh you don't necessarily have to be coding you can do the non-technical side i mean just yeah. for something that goes with your uh, that aligns with your spirits and then just go for it because the i mean tech is everywhere you can i mean it's just it touches everything in this life you can be working in the bank before and then you can actually switch to tech because there's something like fintech you can be working in the hospital you can be in um, real estate you can do it you can just i mean just look for something that aligns with you and yeah so uh, the ratio of men to women as the balance is not there so yeah that's and it's unfortunate because what you said is absolutely true that um, if you have an interest for something there's always some kind of technical application that there yeah. that you can go to so um and you said and i remember you said that before you started you didn't even know what html and what css yes. is and these yes. things and you're now a coder so do you feel that it was difficult to make this transition yes uh, it was actually very difficult because i needed to consume what people that um, studied computer science uh, consumed mm -hmm. like, or, or what they read in four years I needed to do that under six months I mean it's mm -hmm. not like that is like um, the normal time frame but because you know that because you want to achieve something right you just mm -hmm. have to like set a time frame and then learning doesn't stop in tech you learn every day everybody even the senior developers they still google some yeah. questions and all so yeah it was it was actually very very difficult and I was happy to um you know, meet some people online because I'm not the shy type, but mm -hmm. <laughs> so I just, I I followed some people online. I started asking questions and that's just it. If you're in tech, you should learn how to ask questions. Don't be shy, meet people, join mm -hmm. communities. That's how you can thrive because everybody is learning. And yeah, so it was, it was really hard from getting a laptop through the program I got into, which is Dev Career. Mm -hmm to doing internships like HNG. Yeah, so it does. And then imposter syndrome, that's normal for oh, yeah. everybody. <laughs> there are days you feel like, oh, what am I doing? I mean, so you just have to keep trying and then just remember that 
there is money in tech. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes, you're right. There are some, some aspects that will always be there and it doesn't matter how long you have done it. That's the interesting part. Even if you've been there for 20 years, you will still have imposter syndrome when you're doing something new. Yeah. Because there are some people around who will always be better than you and I will be thinking, okay, can I ever achieve that level? <laughs> but um, yeah, it's interesting that you managed to cram you know, the learnings of four years into like six months. And I find that story so inspirational. And I think you are such a good role model for women who want to switch because it shows that if you want to, you can actually, you know, you can just learn that. It doesn't mean even if you have no prior knowledge of the whole uh, technology, there is a way to go and then become such an active uh, contributor. So um, what I also was thinking about is, so you, you obviously you're interested in the blockchain and you're interested in developing, but um, why are you such an active contributor on GitHub? What is the, what is it you do there? Oh, okay. So, um, um, so I, so because I contribute to open source projects and then my mm -hmm. personal projects to, uh, so GitHub counts your contribution when you uh, push mm -hmm to your repo so mm -hmm. it's called repository so it counts the amount of times you contribute to mm -hmm. a project that is on github so when you make a pull request and they merge it so it keeps on counting it and counting mm -hmm. yes mm -hmm. so that's just why yeah so i mean oh, okay. anybody that has a github account and then and they actively push mm -hmm. to github because there's some people that work every day and they don't push to github so it doesn't count for them yeah so it yeah just i see i see yeah. And um, in terms of outlook, what are you planning for the next two years? Okay. Um, wow, that's a big question. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so next two years, wow. Well, I would say I see myself because currently I'm working on a project that I would be launching soon by next year. And mm -hmm. I see myself working at uh, big uh, uh, tech companies because right now I'm actually trying out developer relations. I'm switching from being a front-end developer because, yeah, I, I, I'm getting tired, right? <laughs> yeah, so I because I rely, I realize I am good in marketing. I mean, I've been doing business for five years and mm -hmm. the part of being a developer um, um, relation or part of doing developer relation, sorry, or advocacy is um, marketing your product to developers, um, planning, um, talking to people, gathering a community, um, making tutorials, teaching people, right? So I see myself doing that because I've actually done that for a company called Coil. Um, I volunteered mm -hmm. actually at a um, at a conference in Lagos called mm -hmm. Open Source. Um, open source conference and yeah so that's what I'm planning to do I, I've actually started I'm taking some courses on it mm -hmm. and I mean the good thing is that I'm already a developer so it's a plus right so I just need to know the other side of it yeah so I'm just actively applying for roles in that and trying to obscure too so mm -hmm. yes yeah, so I mean I just see myself working in companies like Meta, Concessi, okay. yeah <laughs> Yeah, mm -hmm. Binance and the like. So, yeah, so. And I just remembered uh, something. You said you were also an entrepreneur. What yes. exactly is the, the product you're building? Uh, so the, for the entrepreneur side, I sell fashion items. Uh, I oh, have an online okay. store. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah, for the product I'm building, it's in blockchain. 
yes it's mm-hmm. a blockchain product so okay yes, oh this is very interesting please don't forget to send me your link so we can put it under your video of All your right. fashion store so okay. yeah and i like that you have a balance between the technical and then also something else on the side that, that yeah. you're doing so that's wonderful so it's been a very interesting conversation. I love the journey you have taken and I think it will inspire other women to, you know, also think about moving into tech. And if you could give them like a recommendation or a tip or something you learned along your journey, what would it be? Um, I would say consistency. I mean, it's very hard. People say consistency a lot, but it is actually hard to be consistent because you get tired. Mm-hmm right and you need to meet people you need to network you need to jump at every opportunity you see right it's it's not the same journey for everyone some people might mm-hmm. start and in the next six months they've gotten an internship with facebook or apple so i mean all of that you when you see things like that it makes you feel like oh am i not doing enough so you just have to be consistent like there are days and then the times when you don't feel like doing anything just stay back just sleep it's it's not a problem there are days when I don't do anything for a week I'm just on my phone scrolling through TikTok and that's just it I know that yes I've tried (laughs) tried yeah because coding is frustrating and then um, meet people join communities Mm -hmm. you have to like um, I mean create a niche for yourself and yeah that's just it and you can just have a mentor it's very good to have a mentor too it's true. Very good recommendations. I think consistency is always the key because, you know, over time you will um, accumulate knowledge, you will, you know, you will get better. So consistency is important, but it's also important to give yourself a break, you know, yeah. from time to time and allow yourself to, to take, uh, you know, some time off and enjoy yourself. Yes. And I also like that you talked about not uh, comparing yourself to others. I think yes. it's so important. The only one you should compare yourself, I think, is to yourself like yes. maybe a couple of months ago and then you yes, look, oh, your previous self. <laughs> that's your previous self so and of course the networking part is also so important find people you know to do, to build a network around you that yeah. you can talk to who understand yeah. you and who will support you and they will motivate you too because exactly i, mean, I yeah. get motivated especially when i see women that are doing stuff and i'm like wow i can mm-hmm. also do this yeah so Yes, that's the power of role models also, you know, seeing other women who are doing stuff who, you know, inspire you to do something similar. That's why I like uh, talking to women like you. So thank you so much for giving me your time. And I say thank you for you know, this interview. Thank you so much.